you guys doing good today? All right, all right. Hey, do me a favor and give those that are watching us right now a round of applause and welcome them into our experience. We appreciate you guys and grateful that you're a part of what God is doing here at Rethink Life. And man, I am so excited. We just came off of a wonderful 830 service and a great crowd. And man, I'm just excited for what God has in store for us today. And especially with the series that we're kicking off, I think it's going to be something that's really going to resonate with all of us because all of us If you've ever been to work on Mondays, sometimes you kind of go with a little moan in your voice, you know what I'm saying? We kind of moan and we kind of whine sometimes when we see our Mondays, but we're talking about made for Mondays, and we're going to learn how to turn our moaning into a mission. We're going to see what God wants to do in us and through us as we relate to our workspace and our workplace, and whether you're a student or maybe you're in um, the middle of a career or whatever it might be, I believe, I really believe that God has has something specific that he wants to teach us through this series. So this is going to be a journey. We're going to hit a lot of different uh, topics and and really perspectives when it comes to our work and really seeing the worth of our actual work. And so it's going to be a great opportunity for you to maybe invite a friend, reach out to somebody, and invite them to be your guest in the coming weeks. Well, Monday of last week was an amazing day. It was a great day. And in fact, most people would love to have every Monday to be like last Monday. You know what last Monday was? Labor Day. Labor Day. Everybody's favorite holiday. But you know, one of the things that we're learning about our Mondays is that our Mondays should have a purpose. As a matter of fact, one of the things that I'm praying for when it comes to the series is that this will kind of give you a new perspective. It will really put new uh, focus and meaning um, to your everyday lives. And I don't know what it is. There's something about, um, I, th- I guess, walking into a Monday uh, when it comes to maybe going to school, maybe the mindset and the framework that we're maybe kind of operating in towards it when it comes to our attitude towards our workplace. And sometimes we walk into Mondays moaning and groaning. And I think one of the reasons for that is because for a lot of us, maybe we don't enjoy the kind of work that we're doing. Or maybe we're not really that excited about the atmosphere or the environment that we have to walk into every week. Or maybe the people that you are associated with or maybe you work with. And so with that said, even as a student, you walk into Monday. Maybe you're dreading Monday. You're, you're fearful of what the teacher is going to surprise you with as far as maybe a pop quiz. Or maybe you go in on Monday dreading the test that you have to take. But I believe that God has a different way and God has a different perspective that he really wants us to be able to embrace and ultimately adopt when it comes to how we approach our everyday lives and how we turn our Mondays really into a mission. Because when you think about it, when you compare your situation or your set of circumstances, maybe with someone else's situation or circumstances, typically what you'll find is that there's somebody else who has a far worse job or situation or set of circumstances that maybe you might have. And to give you an example of what I'm talking about, how would you like to be a pet food taste tester like this person? This person actually wakes up every week. I think we have a picture. Come on, here we go. And we have, there we go. So we have somebody who gets paid. And by the way, I Googled this. Do you realize that these pet food, I mean, people who eat dog food and cat food and bird food, I mean, they, their people actually test that stuff. Starting salaries about $30,000, $35,000. They can make up to $75,000. Some of you say, man, I'll, I'll, do, I'll eat some dog food for that. 
So when you think about it, yeah, I mean, compare your situation with that dude every week. Or how about this one? How would you like to wake up and say, it's Monday, here I go. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, whatever he's doing there, clean a porta potty. Here we go. And so that's, that's, that's something that you obviously would be dreading every Monday. Or, or how about this one? How would you like to be this guy? How would you like to have his job? How you talk about stress, you talk about anxiety, you talk about, you know, pressure. I mean, think about those that are in the, in the you know, the, the EMTs or those that are rescue in the rescue unit that, that men give their lives and the stuff that they have to deal with. Check this one out. How would you like to be this person? This actually is a brick delivery guy in a third world country. So he delivers bricks by day, probably plays Jenga with his bricks by night. But uh, that's pretty interesting. And here's one that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Check this one out. How would you like to wake up knowing you got to be the dude that's crawling up at the top of a skyscraper? I mean, think about the kind of work that's out there. Think about your job in comparison to maybe somebody else's situation or circumstances. And you may be thinking to yourself, uh, well, you know, my job is the pits. Oh, really? Well, think about this lady. She's act this is an actual person and her name is Petta Jones. She's from Australia. And here's what she does. She literally smells armpits for a living. I kid you not. I kid you not. Now, here's what's interesting is that she is an odor analysis for a company that, that manufactures or produces deodorants. So she has to smell people's armpits to tell whether or not the, odor, the, the deodorant is actually working. So yes, that job would be the pits. Or you might say, well, I have, to, I have to work a job that really sucks. You say, the pastor really say that? Yes, because there's a person whose job literally sucks. He actually works in the rainforest in Brazil and every single day, he allows himself to be bitten by mosquitoes. He is a behavioral analyst who analyzes the behavior of mosquitoes. Think about that. So, yeah, you may be thinking, man, I got to go to work tomorrow. My job's a pit. Some pits or my job sucks. Well, just think about those people. I'd much rather be doing your job than smelling armpits any day of the week or getting bitten by mosquitoes. So when you think about the kind of of work that we do, I think what God wants us to do is he wants us to really change our perspective. I think more importantly, he wants to really change the attitude of our heart so that we see the true worth in our work. That rather than going to work moaning and groaning, we can actually turn our Mondays into a mission. And I believe we can start living our lives different from the norm by the way we live. And so here's what the Bible says in, in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And I love what it says and, and how Paul, you know, tr really communicates this. And I love how the, the message really captures this. It says, so here's what I want you to do, Paul says. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to work and walking around life. And place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So in essence, what Paul is saying is this. Hey, as followers of Jesus Christ, the greatest single thing we can do is to take our everyday, ordinary life. 
whatever activity it might be, whatever it is that you do, your job, your vocation, career, if you're a student, whatever you do, your hobbies, your interests, whatever you do, he says, make it an offering to God. And that's what worship is. So he wants us to turn our work into worship. What is worship? Worship is our response to God. So we're taking our everyday ordinary life, we're taking our career, we're taking our schoolwork, we're taking our hobbies, our activities, we're taking everything about who we are and what we do, and we're placing it before God as an offering. And so when you look at your work from God's perspective, and when you change your perspective, from now all of a sudden from maybe meaningless or maybe drudgery, to where now all of a sudden your work takes on new meaning. So here's what we're going to do today. What we're going to do is we're going to kind of look at two things. One, we're going to look at the, the why we work. And then we're going to look at the way we work. Because the why we work really does influence the way we work. And to understand the why we work, we have to go all the way back to the beginning of Scripture into the book of Genesis. So if you have your, um, your Bibles or if you or follow along on our app there on your smartphone, you can follow along with me. We have the outlines provided for you. So we're looking at the why we work. And in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, it says this. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals... And over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and he said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So we need to understand that every one of us, first and foremost, we are actually made in the very image of God. Do you realize that you are designed by a designer? You were created by a creator. And so when you understand that we are made by God and we're made for God, now all of a sudden life takes on a whole new meaning. Because now God allows us to see our work as something meaningful and purposeful. In other words, God wants you to see your job as something more than a paycheck. He wants you to put purpose in your work. And so when you think about that, we have to understand that my work is from God. And the very first thing we see in the Bible, notice carefully, is God is working. So when you open your Bible and you look at the very first book in the book of Genesis, God is creating the heavens and the earth. In fact, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In verse 4, it says, and God separated the light from the darkness. In verse 7, God made the heavens. In verse 11, then God said, let the land produce vegetation and trees and fruit. What that is telling us is that God is a working God. God has given us the ability to create and to produce. Why? Because God is a God who creates. God is a God who produces. And so because of that, here's another thing. 
The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. So that settles right there the oldest profession in all the world. You know what it is? Landscaping. Go figure. So here's the thing. What we see in Scripture is this. We see, first and foremost, we see God working. And then the second thing we see is we see man working. And so we have to understand that our work, listen, is from God. Because God sees work as a good thing. When you look at God's creation, what did he do? Six days during the week, God created something. And at the end of the day, he looked at what he created and he said, it is good. It is good. It is good. So what we have to understand is that God sees work as a good thing. Why? Because, listen, all work is from God. Now, here's the thing we have to realize. A lot of people think, well, maybe work is God's way of punishing us. No, you might feel like God is punishing you because of the job you're in or maybe what you do. But you got to understand, listen, God is not punishing you and in the form of his punishment is in the form of work. No, 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 no. Another thing you got to realize is, is that punish, listen, work is not a punishment because of our sin. Because we're not even into the chapter here of the fall of man yet. So we got to understand is that when God sees work, he sees it as a good thing. Now, God is not saying that all work is good. In other words, I want to get a little disclaimer here, okay? Being a drug dealer is not a good thing, okay? I mean, there's all kinds of professions out there that are illegal and immoral. So God is saying that's not a good thing. But we got to understand that our work is from God. And I believe that God wants us to see our work from his perspective because when we do, here's what we also have to understand, is that our work is not only from God, but our work is for God. Amen. I love what Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 says, put your heart and your soul into every activity you do as though you're doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. So what you got to understand is that, listen, your work is from God. And because your work is from God, okay, now that changes our attitude and our perspective to understand that our work is for God. So tomorrow morning, when you go to work on Monday, rather than moaning and rather than groaning, and by the way, you don't see Adam doing that. When God placed Adam in the garden, Adam's not moaning and groaning, saying, why do I have to do all this today? He's not complaining and griping to God. No, 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 because it's a good thing. But at the same time, when you go to work tomorrow, you got to walk in tomorrow with a different mindset or perspective because what you're doing is this. Hey, if you are an assistant in an office, you got to understand that tomorrow when you go to work, you're not going to work for your boss or your supervisor. You're not working for them. You're working for God. If you're a police officer, listen, you're not working for the Orlando Police Department. No, 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 no. You're working for God. If you're a school teacher, you're not working for Orange County Public Schools. No, no, no. You're working for God. 
If you're a student and you walk into class tomorrow and your, your teacher gives you an assignment or they throw a curveball at you by giving you a pop quiz, you got to walk in with the attitude and the mindset, hey, I'm taking this pop quiz, I'm taking this assignment, not because of you, but because of my God. And all the parents are supposed to say. Amen. So what you're supposed to do is this. you got to go in with a different frame of mind. you got to go in with a different perspective because if you want to take the moan out of your Mondays and replace it with a mission that you got to understand that your work is not just from God but you are working for God so here's the thing we got to understand and by the way there's all kinds of professions out there and so whatever you do the Bible says do it all for the glory of God so if you serve coffee if you're a barista and by the way you got to realize that God loves coffee you know how I know that because he put a whole book in the Bible called Hebrews. <laughs> All right, just making sure, sure y'all are, are in the flow with me. You know what I'm saying? So what you got to realize is this. You've got to realize that, you know what, whatever you do, no matter what it is, you can do it for the glory of God. And when you go with that mindset, guess what? Now all of a sudden your Monday can be magnif magnificent. Your Tuesdays can be terrific. Your Wednesdays can be wonderful. You can approach Thursday with thriving in your step because you can thrive on Thursdays and as a result, guess what? Fridays can be fantastic. Why? Because you see that your work is not just from God, but your work is for God. And so it's a powerful, powerful mindset. It's a shift when you think about how we approach our work. And so when you approach it from God's perspective, in other words, when you... When you go to work tomorrow and you realize that, hey, God has positioned me in this situation. God has placed me in this place. Listen, God has opened this door. This is my assignment. This is my opportunity. And this is something that he's not only blessed me with, but now it's an opportunity for me to do my work for God to bring honor and glory to him. It changes everything. So tomorrow when you go to work, here's what can happen. You can go to the same office, but you can have a different focus. Tomorrow, what happens when you, when you go to maybe the same company, you can approach it with a whole different kind of commitment. When you think about tomorrow, you can go to the same desk, but you can have a different drive. When you think about maybe your next Monday, well, guess what? Now you can change your Monday from moaning and groaning to a mission because you're seeing that opportunity more than a paycheck. You're seeing it as a perfect to bring honor and glory to God. Amen. And so we have to change the way we see our work. And by the way, can I just say this? I think one of the biggest temptations that sometimes we have, especially as followers of Christ, is we have this, I don't know, maybe this, this temptation to kind of Maybe separate the secular from the sacred. So what happens a lot of times, we don't even realize it, but a lot of times we come to church and we say, oh, well, th 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 this is sacred. Now, this is Sunday. This is God's day. and This is a holy day. This is a sacred day. And so we come and do the church thing. We do the God thing. We check the box. And, and it is as though we're going out into a secular environment. You know what the word secular actually means? It means without God. So here's what God desires. God doesn't want you to see your work or your workplace or your workspace without him. As a matter of fact, 
You know what the Bible says in, 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 in Joshua 1 verse 8? God is with you wherever you go. So there's no such thing as secular versus sacred. Because as followers of Jesus Christ, all of life should be sacred. Everything Paul said in Romans 12. Hey, your everyday ordinary life. You're waking up. You're going to bed. Hey, you're going to school. You're going to work. Everything you do, every activity you do, it should all be done as an act of worship. Where we are living our lives in such a way, our response to God is saying, God, I'm doing my work for you. Amen. And it changes everything. And so when you think about that, it causes us at times to realize that God actually has a plan and a purpose. And therefore, he doesn't want you or he doesn't want me to be a Monday morning atheist. You say, what is a Monday morning atheist? Well, a Monday morning atheist is someone who believes in God, but they forget about God on Monday mornings. In other words, they leave God out. How in the world can you or me ever live our lives in such a way where we're separating the secular from the sacred and we're leaving God out of our workplace or we choose to leave God out of our classroom or our school, how difficult would it be for God to fulfill his plan and his purpose and his mission here on earth through you and through me if we're leaving him out of the equation? As a matter of fact, take it in another level. Studies show that one-third of our lives will be spent working at work. Over 90,000 hours of our life will be working in the workplace and in the workspace. So why in the world would we want to leave God out of that kind of an opportunity? You know what the Bible says? The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So how can we expect God to prosper our lives, to prosper our career, to prosper our schooling when we omit him and we leave him out of the picture? No, 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 no. God is with us everywhere we go. And because of that, he wants us to take him with us when we go into the workplace. Listen, when we go into the workspace, God wants us to be able to be a witness so we can turn our work into worship. I love what Psalm 90 verse 17 says. And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. So our work is from God. Our work is for God. And when we see it from that perspective, it changes everything. I'll give you some modern day examples. I happened to attend a funeral a few weeks ago from a friend by the name of Ralph Maloon Sr., the Lord took him home at the age of 100. His grandchildren attend here at Rethink Life. He's been to our church many times, and I've had the honor, the privilege of being around him on many, many occasions. And this guy, I'm telling you, he was a man on fire for the Lord. But you know what he did? He was one of the founders of the company known as Correct Craft. 
Many of you probably have heard, or maybe you have, one of the boats called a ski nautique. Well, that's what they're famous for. And they're obviously a world-renowned boat-building manufacturing company that has sent boats literally around the world. And therefore, Ralph Malone Sr., he, 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 he went around the world because of the boat opportunities that God had given to him. And because of that, he not only had the opportunity to be in front of some of the most influential people in the world because of the boat business, but everybody he met and everywhere he went, the one thing he wanted to make crystal clear is that he was an actual tent maker like the Apostle Paul. He said, God has given me the opportunity to build boats for one purpose, and that is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so as a result, they've taken the gospel around the world using the boats in order to open a door to present the gospel. It's incredible. I think about um, someone like Truett Cathy. Many of you may not know who Truett Cathy is, but I'm sure you've heard of Chick-fil-A. Well, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, what did he do? He used a chicken sandwich to be an opportunity to be able to serve people and to bless people and to share the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. No wonder they are the most successful fast food restaurants or full-service restaurants literally in the country. It's incredible. I think about someone like a David Green. You say, who's David Green? David Green took his passion for arts and crafts, and he turned it into a multi-billion dollar empire for one reason. It's called Hobby Lobby. So that Hobby Lobby could be used as a platform to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that, listen, that is an opportunity where they're putting purpose in what they do. Because they realize that my work is not just from God, but no, no, I'm working for God. And when you have that kind of mindset, it really does. It puts a different mission into your Monday. Listen, you can go in having a, a different framework and mindset and attitude as it relates to how you see people and how you see situations and how you pursue opportunities because you see it not as something you have to do, but something you get to do in order to bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because your mindset is, whatever I do, I'm going to do it for the glory of God. I believe Christians ought to be the best employees in the world. I really believe that. I just believe when it comes to, you know, Christians, man, I, I believe we ought to set the standard. I believe we ought, to, we ought to set the bar. In fact, here's what the Bible says. And in fact, not only do we understand maybe the why we work, but when we understand the why we work, it helps us to have a better perspective of the way we work. And, and Paul said it this way in the book of Titus. In Titus chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, he said, slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must, they must not talk back or steal, but show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about God, notice carefully, make the teaching about God our Savior attractive in every way. Now, don't get hung up on the comment or the statement or the word slaves because slavery has never been good. It, it, it's, it's always bad, and it will always be bad. And that's not what Paul is trying to emphasize here. What he's trying to emphasize, and he referred to him as, himself as a slave to Christ. In other words, he was under the complete submission and authority of God in his life. 
So what he said, hey, that's the way we should approach our work. In other words, when we work, knowing and understanding that we're working for God and our work is from God, understanding that, okay, now it gives me an opportunity to change the way I work. And because of the way I work, now it gives me the opportunity to be diligent, to be the best. In other words, to give God my best and trust Him with all the rest. So, for example, when you think about the things that we do, Maybe you're here today and you think to yourself, well, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a stay-at-home mom or I'm just a stay-at-home dad. You know, I have all these domestic responsibilities and things that I carry. Well, listen, see your work differently. And the way you work, hey, you're not picking up everybody's dirty clothes. You're not, you're not, taking, you're not taking, you know, the, 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 the dishes and, and you're, not, you're not taking maybe the, the domestic responsibilities of the yard or whatever half-heartedly. No, 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 no. You're not picking up your kids' toys. You're not picking up your, your husband's clothes or your wife's clothes. For them, you're doing it for the Lord. When you go to school tomorrow, hey, students, you're going to school with a different perspective. You know why? Because you might see this as something you have to do, but you can see it as an opportunity of something you get to do because God wants you to be a witness in your school place, in your your school campus. And so, therefore, your attitude should be, I'm going to be the best student I could be. I'm going to give God my very best. And here's what happens. When you go in with a different mindset, you go in with a different attitude, and the performance, the way you work, when everything you do, you're giving God your best with a spirit of excellence. Now, all of a sudden, people begin to notice. People begin to say, hey, you know what? That person, I don't know what it is, but man, they, 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 they're always on time. They show up early. They seem to, you know, stay late. You know, they're first one there, last one to leave. I mean, they always seem to kind of go the extra mile. Have you ever noticed when nobody wants to take on an assignment, they're always the first one to volunteer or offer themselves to do something? I mean, when everybody else kind of bails out, you know, they're the first one to step up and say, I'll do it. I'll take it on. I mean, there's just something about that person. They come in in the staff meeting or they, they go into this workplace with an attitude of joy. They're always smiling. They always seem to be upbeat and positive. Well, man, when you see people like that, what do you do? You're drawn to them. You thought, well, man, what kind of coffee is this person drinking? How many cups have they had today? I mean, what, 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 what is up with this guy? I mean, he's just like, I mean, he's like a machine. Well, guess what happens? When you understand that your work is from God and you're working for for God and everything you do, you do to the honor and glory of God. It changes the way you work. And here's the cool thing. As a result of that, your excellence will increase your influence. Your excellence will increase your influence. So because of the way you work, doing your best, giving it your all, because you have a reputation of being someone who's a person of excellence, now all of a sudden you have become attractive because it's Christ in you that's living his life through you. And now all of a sudden you've become salt, you've become light. Listen, you are making what you do and the way you do it suddenly attractive and appealing. And it is Jesus that they're being attracted to because you're allowing him to live his life through you. You see, it's a perspective. 
So if we want to change our Mondays from something mundane into a mission, then we've got to understand not just the why we work, but the way we work. And we have to remind ourselves of one last thing, and that is that our work, we get to do it with God. I love that. We work with God. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field. You're God's building. Think about that. Listen, our hands, our feet, our voice, everything about us, we are a tool in the hands of God for Him to use to make a difference. So therefore, you're not going into your workplace tomorrow alone. Guess what? You're going with God. Why? Because remember what I said in, James, in, in Joshua 1.8. God is with you wherever you go. Now, you may feel alone. You may feel like you're in a dark place surrounded by dark people. And you think, man, I am a lone ranger in this place. Well, let me just share something with you. Next week, we're going to be unpacking the story in the life of Joseph. Someone who had setback after setback. But yet, when he found himself alone, it was amazing how God elevated him from a pit ultimately to a palace. But it was the waiting season that he was in. And I got I, listen, I got to believe that there's some people here today, and maybe you're in a place where you feel like you're waiting. You're in a season. You're at a spot. Listen, you're in a, you're, you're, you're at a place or a work environment with people that you don't even want to be around. You don't even want to be at that place. And it may not be where you want to be, and it may not be where you ultimately will end up being. But here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to remember that he's with you everywhere you go. And you can bloom where he has you planted. And you've got to remind yourself that light shines the brightest in the darkest of places. So God may have you in a dark place surrounded by dark people. But I'm here to tell you with God's help because he's with you and you are co-laboring with him. You're on co-mission with him. You are working with God and for God and he is with you. Guess what? He's with you in the deepest and the darkest pits of life. And you can shine for the glory of God no matter what you do. So see your opportunities as a mission. As a mission. You know what I believe? I believe, I believe we ought to adopt a day that we say we're going to take God to work day. I and mean, we'll take our kids to work day. You know what I'm saying? But wouldn't it be cool if we could actually adopt Take God to Work Day? Think about what kind of difference that would make in our lives and our perspective. So here's what I want to leave you with today. I want to challenge you tomorrow, on Monday, take God with you to work. Remind yourself, hey, work is from God, and I'm working for God Therefore, I'm going to change the way I work. I'm going to be a person of excellence. I'm going to allow my excellence to earn respect in the eyes of my coworkers, my boss, or whomever it might be. And because of earning the respect, I'm going to leverage my excellence as an opportunity to gain influence so I can be brighter light and saltier salt to a world that desperately needs it. Because I want my life to be attractive. I want my work to be attractive to those who desperately need it. Amen? Is this helping anybody? So if we want to turn our Mondays into a mission, then today, let's embrace the idea. You know what? My work is from God. It's for God. 
And because of that, it changes the way I choose the work. And everything I'm doing, I'm giving my best to bring honor and glory to him and to him alone. And I'm going to turn my work into my worship so that my work and my worship can be a most beautiful witness to a world that's lost in the need of Jesus.